Greetings, ladies and gentlemen. It's Dress Rehearsal on KBFG Seattle, and I'm Lorenzo Marasso. My guest today is violinist Valeria Zorina, who is a much sought-after guest in prestigious concert halls. She has performed in the Queen Elizabeth Hall and the Barbican Halls in London in the UK, in the Liederhalle in Stuttgart, in the Moscow International House of Music in Russia, in the Auditorio Nazionale di Madrid in Spain, as well as multiple international music festivals, such as the Cardiff Festival in the UK and the Schwetzinger Festspiele in Germany. Valeria is a disciple of Japanese violinist and pedagogue David Takeno, under which she studied and graduated at the Gildur School of Music and Drama in London in the UK, and of course of Sir Yehudi Menuhin, who needs no introduction, and has worked with and performed under Sir Colin Davis, uh, under uh, Mitzlav Rostropovich, Gunther Pichler and Peter Etvot, uh, Etvos, among others. Valeria is also the winner of awards in an international competition such as Città di Padova Prize, the Concorso Zinetti, the Concorso Marco Fiorindo, the Karlsruher Kammermusik Wettbewerb, I'm, I'm hoping I'm pronouncing this correctly, and also the Kammermusik Wettbewerb of the Kulturfonds Baden, which led Valeria to sign contracts with distinguished radio stations, the VDR, the Radio Berlin Brandenburg, the Bayerische Rudfunk, in the highest recognition of her artistic activity. Valeria is awarded honorary membership of the Rotary International Club, and she's often a jury member at prestigious concert uh, classical music competitions and awards around the world. Valeria is currently holding a professorship at Centro Superior Katarina Gurska in Madrid, and she's a guest professor at the Music Academy and Festival in Brescia in Italy. Valeria's latest CD, titled Sound Maps, Extended Realities, released with the OMS Classics recording label, is a collection of pieces for violin and piano, and in the CD Valeria plays with pianist Eugeni Sinaisky. And some of these pieces have been commissioned and written especially for Valeria by contemporary composers, among which we should mention our mutual friend, Italian composer Giacomo Platini, who is the one who connected us. Uh, the collection of pieces recorded in the CD, of which we will listen to a few during this hour, is also characterized by scordatura, in which the four strings of the violin are tuned differently than the canonical way, 
producing different harmonic effects. And we will uh, dig into what scordatura actually means during this hour. So without further ado, I'd like to welcome Valeria Zorina to dress rehearsal on KBFG Seattle. So welcome, Valeria. Hello, Lorenzo. Thank you very, very much for your invitation. And I'm, I'm really very, very excited to talk to you so directly.
This is Dress Rehearsal on KBFG Seattle and I'm your host Lorenzo Marasso. My guest today is violinist Valeria Zorina and you have just listened from her CD titled Sound Maps Extended Realities, the Poème et le Jacques in D minor opus 12 by Eugène Isai, performed here by our guest violinist Valeria Zorina and pianist Evgeny Sinaisky. So tell us a little bit about yourself, because when I ask you, where, where are you from? You, you, you were like, I'm from everywhere. I, I would first, before I, before I explain a little bit more about my phrase, I, I would call it, I have no problem of, <laughs> of, of an answer of this question, like, where are you from? Because the birthplace, and then I think we all um, keep and let grow on parts of um, places we live in. Maybe it's a bit complex to say because some people live from uh, their birth date to the age of 40, 45, or even uh, almost the whole life in one place, one country, one political state, one geographical position. <laughs> in my case, it's absolutely different. So I'm born in Moldavia. And, and since then, I uh, lived in many different countries. Lived meaning not just traveling, performing, uh, staying uh, a while. Uh, living means all what belongs to everyday living. In this term, I'm, I'm from not really everywhere, but at least four, five, six countries. And um, you studied in London, which is something that we have in common too. Although you studied at the Guildhall School of Music, but I remember meeting David Takeno, who seemed to have left a big mark on your education and your musical life. Yes, I consider him my teacher because I think the teacher for me is not the one who really tells you or has the duty to tell you how to do things. Maybe the teacher um, is like the one who gives you the most important impulse to be yourself or to be looking for yourself and to be discovering what you're really looking for through what you're doing. So in this sense, he is my teacher. And what about you, uh, the Menuhin? Yes, we met a few times in France in a festival. I was still very, very little. I think I was about um, 16. And then once more already in England we met. And that was basically the my way towards London. So first I got to know him and then David. So I mentioned that it's because of Giacomo Platini that we are connected. Maybe do you want to tell us how, how you met Giacomo? Uh, it's a very cherished person to me, Giacomo. A part of his great talent for composition and I respect him in, in, in all senses. But we met um, in Torino as I was taking part in Anti-Dogma Music Festival and I got to know him. I performed a piece by him and since then we collaborate. As soon as I have the possibility to uh, perform his pieces, I'm doing it. My last concert this summer, uh, I did it all in Spain. Uh, I performed the, the cycle of four souvenirs he dedicated to me, which are on the city and it has been a really great success. And the four souvenirs by Giacomo Platini, they're very short pieces, as I understand. There is a cycle between the first and, this, and the last one. The cycle is closing. It's like 
you really it's a short cycle but even if it, it is possible i tried it even once to play it going on from the first you go to second third fourth and coming back to the first and it's possible it's rotating it's really curious it's, a, it's like a spiral
This is Dress Rehearsal on KBFG Seattle, and I'm your host, Lorenzo Morasso. My guest today is violinist Valeria Zorina, and you have just listened from her CD titled Sound Maps Extended Realities, the fourth souvenir for violin and piano, written in 2018 by Italian composer Giacomo Platini, and performed here by our guest, violinist Valeria Zorina and pianist Evgeny Sinaisky. Shall we talk a little bit about your CD and the scordatura? Uh, the idea was actually born a few years ago. I was letting it grow within me because it's it's a very demanding uh, technical project, virtuosic project from one side. From the other side, it's almost a philosophical project to me because it unifies many things. It's a history of scordatura through the times. It's a history of the scordatura technique through geographical places because of different composers also unified that the need of virtuosity for the message so yes it's 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 demanding on 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 many ways and it was very very important to me to do it because i i see it also in the education of of little kids i see it in university education it's all um, leading to to narrow specialists in music, I would say, yes, there are many specialists of Baroque, especially some Brahms. I'm Bach specialist, especially uh, chamber music quartet, whatever. It's with so many specialists. And uh, the question was, is it you limiting yourself yes. being a specialist? Because the life is not that long to be a specialist. <laughs> you, you cannot really then get to know it the most you can know. So in Scordatura, there are many recordings until this CD, which are uh, the time of scordatura from Bieber, Telemann, whatever. Or very, very modern stuff, today's stuff, experimental music also. But there's, at least I don't know, and I haven't seen a single CD before I made one, uh, which um, makes it all in mm -hmm. one line from till now, till us, till the living composers, from Bieber till living composers, friends of mine, great composers, Luis Aguirre and Giacomo Platini, who dedicated these two pieces to me. I asked yeah. them to write them for me and uh, because I wanted to include them in into the CD. So it's a big project of the history and geography unifying yeah. through music and through violinistic virtuosity. Mm -hmm. Shall we explain for the audience who perhaps doesn't know what uh, scordatura actually means, what, what it in, technically it means? Scordatura means basically not in tune and out of... <laughs> out of tune, yes. Correct, but because we are... Well, the violin uh, came to the point at once uh, in the long, long time ago that the, the fifths are the best tuning, the most practical tuning for us because of the orchestras, because of the tuning with winds. I mean, this, I'm, not, I'm not going to explain all, all the process, but in the end, the violin is tuned on Mila Resol, E, A, B, G. And um, there are, of course, the, 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 the string is possible to tune whatever note, 
I mean, there are limits, but we can tune it any way we basically want. A practical is that what is usual because the composers are adjusting and has been adjusting mostly to this fifth. But there are also different uh, ways of expression, of looking for a harmonical uh, har um, harmonics uh, reverberation of the instrument, tuning the strings on different notes. And some composers do it, do it very successfully, very profoundly, and with idea behind, not just uh, idea of the sonority, idea of timbre. Timber. But because it's not so easy, really, to play for an interpreter, not so many pieces are written. So each time there have been Kodai did it a lot for cello, also before Bieber. Uh, but and, and it goes on, on and on. And I, I hope it, it, it will go on because this kind of freedom allows us uh, to be, again, repeating myself, not that narrow, not specialist. <laughs> You mentioned one thing about the difficulties of the interpreter to play on a out of tune violin. So what 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 what, what are the challenges? Because as I I'm I'm a keyboard player, so when uh, recently I played some uh, uh, what they're called historical instruments, which are tuned like an harpsichord, which are tuned lower usually than than a modern piano. And so that to me, because I have this thing called perfect pitch, it's very annoying. <laughs> <laughs> to, so I mean, most of all, to 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 the connection between what what finger is is playing which note, which key, and then knowing that that should sound in a certain way, but then the sound comes comes half a tone lower. That is is disturbing. <laughs> yeah, you, you're absolutely right. But in a way, it it is similar, but not 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 exactly similar. But out of tune, it's like it's funny because it's a direct translation. It's yeah. really tuned. Yes, fourth differently. or third, whatever. But it's not just that because if you, well, if I can imagine it really correctly, if you tune it just everything lower, harpsichord, um, that every note you you, you take you, you play, you, yeah. it's all lower, yes. half tone, one tone, whatever. But in scordatura pieces, it's usually like, uh, well, there are also strings. All of them are, for example, different. But sometimes there are two different uh, differently tuned one is uh one tone the other one is one fifth lower the yes. other one is one third lower so basically why is it difficult because you're playing and the notes you're used to run around and quite fast sometimes they're just different under your fingers yeah. and you have to get used to it every time to take a new one it's basically you you knew if you go into a dark room and you know in your at home you know where things are and and you have to action very very quickly in the darkness but that's what we do playing violin any instrument we can close our eyes and it's all there in scordatura it's like you look for something in the beginning of the new scordatura and it comes out something else it's like you you want to take a cup and there is a chair <laughs> So within the piece, you really need to, yeah, it's it's a motorical, but also intellectual motorical stuff uh, to react and to get used to a new situation, new position of tones. Yeah. Um, well, hopefully playing it also very well in tune and fast if it's needed um, in a very short time. I would assume, uh, uh, would it be possible to perform all the pieces in in a, uh, in, a, in a live concert with the scordatura? You would need 
to retune the violin every time you play a different piece? This is a very interesting question because until now I made the pieces, the, all the pieces are recorded in my CD. I played till three of them in one concert. Mm-hmm. But not all of them. Uh, first of all, for, for, for playing, for recording this CD, I needed three violins, which is also each violin I tuned because there are many scordaturas, it's not just one. If you have one of the pieces um, in your program with scordaturas, no problem for your violin. Even two could be, depends. But when there are six, seven, you need to retune the, the instrument. And the instrument tends to come back to the usual tuning. Yes. In, in in the moment, if you leave it tuned newly, differently, for a couple of days, it gets to use. It gets used to it. But if, if you tune it directly there, it will tend to come to favorite fifth. Is always. I see. Been I to. see. Yes. So therefore, I needed uh, for the recording of it, which um, we made um, two days long. Yeah, like two. Yes, I think two mornings and a little bit more, like two and a half days. Three instruments, and even like that, it was not that that comfortable because it was always tending to go. Yeah, yeah, to go to go even more out of tune. <laughs> so in, in coming back to your question, in one single concert. If I have six violins tuned like what I need, yeah. absolutely possible because I, I, my head is now working that, that I got used to it and I can make it. Yeah. But the instruments are a little bit against you. Yes, <laughs> they yes. don't want. <laughs> very interesting, very interesting. This is Dress Rehearsal on KBFG Seattle, and I'm your host, Lorenzo Marasso. My guest today is violinist Valeria Zorina, and you have just listened from her CD titled Sound Maps Extended Realities, the last movement from the Rosary Sonata No. 9, titled The Caring of the Cross by Heinrich Ignaz Franz Bieber, and performed here by our guest, violinist Valeria Zorina and pianist Evgeny Sinaisky. So, Valeria, for this um, uh, podcast, for this uh, program, you picked uh, a few of the pieces that you recorded in your in your wonderful CD. And um, do you want to perhaps talk about them and why you picked them uh, to showcase the entire CD? 
Isai is a very important musician to me. When I first really went to the profound world of, of his creation, I, I must say I played already some of his sonatas when I was even younger. Well, I, I, I've been in London. I started my career in London when I was nearly 17. But before I already played some of his music. But I think I, I didn't really understand it too much. <laughs> I thought it was what an exciting, technical, uh, cool stuff. But then I started more and more uh, to feel how through this um, relatively small instrument with four strings, it's possible to to explain and to create at the same time the whole world what's surrounding us. There are some, some not many, but some significant personalities for me in the musical history. Him, Chrysler, different, very different mm-hmm. characters, um, Enesco. There are people who are taking music as a one of the possibilities and one of the waves of, of, of existence. Mm-hmm. It's not like just, not even the center, not just because you're musician, composer, violinist, that's what you are. No, you go through with help of this language. And Zai is one of them. So each time I play, each time I learn new pieces by him, I feel that I go on and the borders are wider and wider and broader each time and i ha- i will i will always have the way of going on learning and discovering myself through it so this piece it's probably the most significant piece on the cg a part of it of course scordatura is there the technical uh, demanding and exciting effort there everything uh, violinistically cool and also the story is behind the story and the process and this cycle piece well or everything it's you can take it from each point of view you take you find you find it yours Bieber, well, this is probably the most uh, known of Scordatura <clears throat> composer because this is many times recorded and the, all his cycles and others. I took one of them because I, I really thought in within this CD, this one would be great because it's very expressive. There are many, many, many different things are happening. It's also a story. It's, it's a linear and, and it's also virtuosistic, but it's also... A, a birth of more or less birth of scordatura, if we can call it like this, in in our classical history of violin art, because <laughs> it was before before it was much more scordatura if with instruments which were not violin, with one string instrument, two string instrument, whatever. So they were tuned whatever they wanted in this moment, and they went on. So in a classical, if we can call it like this, started more or less from there. I went through Isai went through Saint-Saëns and went to uh, Platini, which is 21st century. Going through one special piece también, which is Franz von Vecchi, uh, who premiered the Sibelius Concerto. Well, it's, it is a known fact for everybody, I hope. I was a little kid, small teenager, and he premiered the Sibelius Concerto, and he was um, a great violinist also composer he's not sometimes it's a pity because he's very he's been very criticized of being too early prodigy and didn't develop himself into the profound world of whatever but i think i mean who 
who says whose opinion is like that it's it's really it's very limited he's a great he has been a great violinist he's been a composer as well and this was from violinistic point of view and historical point of view important for me to 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 put this piece into into the program for me this piece um it's like an old sepia photography it reminds us of the world which does not exist anymore but the photo is there whatever you like it or not <laughs> that's a very interesting comparison uh, or metaphor
This is Dress Rehearsal on KBFG Seattle and I'm your host Lorenzo Morasso. My guest today is violinist Valeria Zorina and you have just listened from her CD titled Sound Maps Extended Realities to a piece titled Nuit du Nord by Hungarian violinist and composer Franz von Bézé and performed here by our guest violinist Valeria Zorina and pianist Evgeny Sinaiski. So Valeria, do you have any final considerations? I thought in the past, and every time I come to this thoughts and and rethinking again and again, what are we and and how music is really meaningful to to the whole what is surrounding us. For example, in in in, in times of um, pandemic times, which we stopped uh, we stopped playing, the halls were closed. We we will know later has been probably necessary from medical point of view but in that moment i thought well uh, you really see which professions which uh, actions are very necessary to the humanity and you realize that music probably not because it's not really a direct way of survival you need feed you need first of all you need to be healthy you need to feed yourself, to be able to feed yourself. You need to have where to live. Uh, you need uh, communication, but not all ways of communication and not with everybody. So it's kind of the thoughts are going on and on. Where is music in this point? And starting even to think that maybe it's not that that meaningful necessary if when the tragedy or whatever um, exceptional moments are coming, music is not as the first need of the person. But then I also thought um, it's great. Well, the time goes on, the halls are opening. I saw it not only from a performance point of view, how necessary it was for me to play, to communicate to them, but also how necessary what people were uh, starving basically to to listen and also in a different um, quality just not 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 anymore going for names or or um, labels or well they went just to 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 listen a live communication through music so this was another change like step two and then step Three, maybe now it's the next one with all the problematic in, in our days. I think I'm fortunate and lucky and we are all who are making music. We are really lucky to be able to communicate without, without frozen forms of concrete language, of words. And in this way, our way, our chosen way of freedom uh, allows us to be above the actual and momentary happening in the world. And I think this is a very important and beautiful mission. And we are free from concrete concrete words, free from language, and we go into more to the majority and and independently of country, geogra- geopolitical situation and independent of age. So there were three Probably during last two years, there are three steps through which I, my 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 musical approach went through. Very much enjoyed uh, to finally be able to chat with you about your life, about your CD. I, I wish you all the best for your upcoming projects, and uh, I hope we will reconnect. Uh, maybe maybe connect in real life, not just on Zoom, <laughs> uh, in the future. 
Thank you very much, Lorenzo. I'm very happy to be able to speak to you. I hope you've enjoyed listening to this interview with violinist Valeria Zorina and enjoyed learning about her life as a musician and enjoy listening to a few tracks from her later CD. For now, I leave you with one more track, The Dance Macabre by Camille Sansan, performed here by our guest, violinist Valeria Zorina with pianist Evgeny Sinaisky. And I look forward to see you next week for another episode of Dress Rehearsal here on KBFG Seattle.
You are listening to KBFGLP 107.3 FM in Seattle.